This is Good Riddance the Podcast. Yo, 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 welcome in, welcome back. After a week off, fully rejuvenated again. We had some mishaps with the, uh, you know, with the recording. Studio owner had a little things to go through, but we back. We back. How you feeling, man? I'm feeling, bro. I don't know about the whole rejuvenated part, but you know, I I, I see where you were going with it. Rejuvenated through podcasting. I don't know. I don't know what you're talking about. I'm talking about just <laughs> having a lot of shit to talk for a little while, man. It's been a lot of shit going on, huh? Quite a few things. Yeah, we missed the week as well, so we got a little bit of catching up to do. We're a little bit behind, but shit, we here. Indubitably. 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 Yeah, man. So since since we last came at y'all, man, we my daughter turned three. You know. Oh yeah. That was pretty that. that was pretty fun. Pretty expensive. But she had a good time though. She, she had looked, a, she looked happy as hell. She met she had an amazing time. She was getting down with Chucky, bro. <laughs> little Chuck E. Cheese, little Disneyland, little everything, man. It 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 was expensive. But as long as she was happy. I can go back to work the next day and, and make it all back real quick. That's right. That's usually how it goes, man. Other than that, that's the purpose. I've just been chilling, man. How about you? I mean, you know, same old, same old. You know, uh, make, making it all just work, putting it all together. Tired of shit. Just, you know, watching the world go around. Hey. Spinning. I feel like that's our job, man, just to make shit go round at home, you know? I think we relied upon to make sure shit just go right. It's a lot of responsibility. It is, because that requires a lot of a person. You know? It does. But they say God doesn't uh, give you any battle that he don't think you can overcome. I don't know, man. As much as I agree with that saying. He gives his toughest task to us. Toughest soldiers, or whatever the saying is. Oh, shit. If that's the case, man, hey, put me in a pawn position. <laughs> he must think put, I'm fucking Rambo. Put me. <laughs> he thinks I'm commando, bro, walking around just getting shot up and... Fucking 18? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> boom, hey, boom, boom. Nah, yeah, man, yeah. fuck that. Look. I mean, it is what it is, man. It is. It is. But you know something, man? I'm, I'm, I'm going to dip real quick. Go ahead. I'm just going to jump into something. Dive in. It is, it's been lingering on me, man. So, bro, although, yes. although this happened two weeks ago, uh-huh. and although this week wasn't as a stellar performance as it was last week, per se. Okay. Bro, man, let me just jump into a sport real quick. What about Tiger? Oh, man, Tiger. He came through. Uh, like again, we're a week behind, mind you. We're, we're a whole week off, so people might be looking at Tiger's current performance on the most recent plateau. But hey, this is all the a lot of stuff. sports outlets has been asking every time he got into a uh, entered a, a, a match. Everybody's been asking, man, is this is Tiger back? Is Tiger back? Now is the appropriate time to ask the question. He's back. Tiger's fucking back. The Tiger Woods is back. Yeah, I mean, you know, he looked fucking good though. No, no, he played hella good. I mean, the, the, well, look, the fact of the matter is, you gotta you gotta consider where he came from, mm-hmm. right? The whole back injury, 
not yeah. even been able to stand up or I mean like pick up his kids. I mean like it, it was it was bad. Yeah, he had that back surgery. Plus he had all those legal issues that was taking up his time. And then he comes right back around, mm-hmm. starts swinging that club. <laughs> I mean, bro, you come back and win a championship, don't play. He, uh, I think Tiger, it's like one of these things was like black people in particular, a lot of people, right? Mm-hmm. But a lot of black people in particular just. They want to be behind Tiger so fucking bad, right? Tiger hit the hit damn near hit rock bottom. Mm-hmm. First, he's on top of the world. Oh yeah, highest paid athlete for many years. Right on top of the fucking world. Can nobody tell him nothing? He was dominating a sport that is predominantly white, and everybody just like he was just so head and shoulders beyond it like beyond everybody like the way black folks ride for tiger is like unmatched it is unrivaled it is like no other athlete almost like like i don't think the younger like generation really understand what we have seen tiger like he soared at the top of the top he plummeted to fucking rock bottom if there's anything below rock bottom he hit it right and then to redeem himself like that to kind of after, that's after crazy. you know what I mean? It's, it's crazy. It's, it's different, man. We don't see many athletes like get to like go on a ride like that. You know, and you're right about that, bro. Because I've seen, you know, I mean, I think we've all seen athletes in general, you know, have good fame and then they drop and then make the make their way back up or whatever. But right. This is different because now you're talking about the top of the food chain Mm -hmm. dropping to the bottom of the food chain just to find his way right back up. That's a different ballpark, man. I mean, it's kind of, I mean, it's like if Jordan would have basically fell off like that. Right. And then came back to win championships. It's like, oh, shit. But I mean, but no one's had to go through that type of tribulations, which is crazy. Well, I'm glad it was. I'm, I'm glad it was Tiger. Um, congratulations, sir. We hope you keep uh, you keep dominating. You keep owning golf and let motherfuckers know that I am the Tiger Woods. Now, and just for the record, once again, we're going based on the championship win because, of course, you know this this week, absolutely. I'm not saying he got to win every fucking thing, but as long as he's making I, I, sure, yeah. you know what I mean. As long as he is like competing. And winning, like, he won the tour championship. So, like, that's nothing to, like... I think, because there's a lot of critics out there mm-hmm. saying that he can't win a Masters. We'll see. And I, I can't wait. I can't wait to see it. Because once he does win a Masters, mm-hmm. if I'm Tiger, I won the Masters, I'm retiring. But like, you know what? I'm done. That's it. Fuck y'all. That's it. I'm well, the top dog in this bitch. Shout out to Tiger. Let me let me let me let's kinda let's kinda fast forward this. Get through the last week's shit real quick. Alright, what's up? Uh or do you wanna do that? Do you just wanna kinda just ease through? No, what the fuck you got? What you got? I don't know, man. Uh what else I wrote down here, man? What's on the docket? Vontae Davis, the fucking football player that mm-hmm. retired at halftime. He says he doesn't regret it. Motherfucker is It's crazy. After all that time, you look back. And you see what happened after you had time to think about it, you don't regret it. Well, I mean, I mean, Do you wh- think wh- he should regret it? Well, yeah. 
it's too difficult to consider now because if, if you really consider or think about it, if you do regret it, what the fuck difference does it make? You did it. You but fucked it, but up. But at least it shows some sort of like thought. Honestly, I think that by him doing, by, by him saying he doesn't regret it, he just built more controversy. His name is being spoken about more. It was a good strategy, I think. But is that his goal? Could be. I mean, a dude that never talked about before, all of a sudden is being talked about. I don't think he's. And he's in retirement. I don't think he cares about that. I mean, we don't know. I don't. I don't, I don't think he care about that. I don't really give a fuck about that. I just wanted. I just wanted to ask you. I just think that look. I'll, I'll give it thirty seconds of fame. He left at halftime. Mm-hmm. Made himself look like shit to the NFL. Nobody respects him. Mm-hmm. You're not gonna work for anybody after that anyway. So I mean, just stay retired. You're done. You're done. Right. So my biggest thing would be, if I'm gonna regret something, I gotta regret it meaningfully, you know. And I really genuinely felt that if he would have came out and said, "Oh man, I regret not doing this, that, and the third, it would have mm-hmm. been a fake ass shit. So I actually respect him more for coming out and saying, "Nah, fuck it, dog. I'm that's, this is what I thought, and this is what it is. Fuck you and what you think." I mean, I guess. I mean, I shit, guess. you ain't gonna get rehired anywhere anyway. So I mean, even if you try to make yourself look good to the to the general public, right, right, it makes no difference no more. Fucked mm-hmm. up. I mean, whatever, man. I don't, I don't fucking know. I don't really care. I just wanted to ask you, like I said, what else we got? What else we got? Uh, I don't know if I really even care about the shit that happened last week. Uh, what happened last week, bro? Uh, oh, oh. The one thing I do want to talk about, man. What's up? I thought I'd never have to bring this. Kanye West. Oh, my God. This dude at every fucking corner. Every fucking turn, this motherfucker has something to say that's disappointing as fuck. He does something that's disappointing as fuck, bro. So he was, first of all, he was wearing the MAGA hat again. The mm-hmm. the fucking Make America Great Again hat, right? Mm-hmm. And he was given, where, where was it? I read it. He was giving a speech to a class. I forgot what school. Okay. Right? So he's giving a talk to a class. He's wearing the MAGA hat in front of them, mm-hmm. and he's wearing a Colin Kaepernick sweatshirt. Knowing Colin Kaepernick has publicly came out, risked his, risked his football career to publicly stand against everything Trump. And so his justification was for that hat is, I've changed the design of this hat. I have changed the design and I have injected positive energy into this hat. So I am redefining what this hat means. So he talked about how he changed the hat. He's like, you know, I went in, I changed the brim. Now the brim looks different and blah, blah, fucking blah. Like Kanye West, bro. Like I, I, this is a two person podcast. I hate going off on rants, but my God, God, what do you, like, it's like, it's like, this is the picture. So you can, you can kind of see how he redesigned okay. the hat and shit. It's, it still looks stupid. Um, With the Colin Kaepernick shirt, he's in front of like a classroom. People are listening to him and shit. Oh my fucking God. It's kind of like one of those things where it's like. He's on that level where it's like he has thoughts 
And because people don't like, because people disagree with his thoughts, he he's kind of like one of those things where it's like, oh, oh, the reason why you don't like it or the reason why you don't disagree with it is because you can't think on my level. You're not on this level, so that's why you disagree. No, motherfucker. I just don't. I just disagree. I don't have to think on your level. That's the beauty of this shit. I don't got to think like you. Right? Mm-hmm. And he kind of, and he's, try, and I feel like he wants to try to use that against people to make you feel like he's on some fucking different level of thinking that you can't even get to. Motherfucker, get the fuck out of here, bro. I don't, I don't want to hear none of that bullshit. It's. I don't know. You know, there's two sides to that bid. I mean, I don't know. Look, if you if you look at it from a different perspective, right? Mm-hmm. One thing, based upon what I know and what you're telling me, is that he's trying to convince people. In this business, you don't try to convince people. It's either they roll with you or they don't. Okay. Look at Trump. This motherfucker That's, hasn't cared who fucking agreed with him since the first day he walked in the White House. And, and as trippy as it sounds, he's still got a lot of people that follow his ass. So it don't matter who the fuck you got to please. So, I mean, my thing is that I think listening to him, he's trying to make everybody, you know, or he's trying to convince everybody, which is the thing that, A, you shouldn't be doing. Now, two. See, there's one thing. See, that's why I find that I find it for me a little bit touchy because it's like, okay, granted, I don't believe in a lot of the shit that you talk about. But if you want to choose to say or do some shit, then that's your bid. You know, I mean, that's one of the I mean, I guess you go back. It's one of the amendment shits that I've always appreciated that if you want to say some shit and that's the way you feel, then fuck it. Feel that way. But don't try to sell me on it. I don't need a salesman. Yeah. If I don't like, roll with you, I don't roll with you. And if I do, I do. I mean, that's it. It's like fucking. See, he's he's trying he's it's, trying to capture two markets. Think about this for a second. Look at the, like, like I, I see a bigger picture to this. And then and then I'm fucked up in my head about it because it's like you got an album coming out. You should have said this shit already, right? Don't tell me this shit to judge to keep like. Not like now I feel like I'm now I feel like you're a fucking salesman and you're pitching me your album along with these fucking thoughts that are fucking bogus. You look like a fucking bozo. You're a fucking bozo. But see, that's what it is. That's what I'm saying. It's it's a bigger side to this thing. Because if you consider it, you're looking at a the man has a record coming out. He's selling the shit out of it. Why? Because he's staying in the he's staying in the media. Have and you ever had because it's stuff? working? Yeah, but I, look, we had this conversation months back. The shit about it, I've said this from the beginning. When it comes down to Hollywood or when it comes down to rap or whatever it is, right before they do something or right before they perform or whatever it is, an album, something, they, they're always able to find themselves in the media for the most negative possible you know, publicity. Mm-hmm. But you got to remember, bad publicity is good publicity. That's true. Like this motherfucker is like back in Chicago. Like my this 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 is one of my issues with it. Because not only does he try to position his thoughts or you know his his opinions right. as the reason you don't agree with it is because I'm just on a on, on on some different shit. I'm on a new level of thinking that you can't even get to. 
my thing is, you can have your opinion. Shut the fuck up about it. If people fuck with it, they fuck with it. If people don't, they don't. And that's it. You don't have to be out here trying to vie for people's, like, like, agreeance with you. There you go. Bro, you're 40 years old. I feel like he thinks that being the contrarian, just being the guy that's kind of, like, going against the grain, I feel like he thinks that shit is cool. He thinks that shit is, like, different. He's just on some different shit. Like, no, motherfucker, you look like a bozo. You know what I think it is? You know, like, like, going against the grain is cool. But like going against the grain because you think it's cool is not cool. <laughs> but did that make sense? <laughs> I hope y'all motherfuckers understood like, that like, shit. Like, like don't go against the grain because it is. It, you know what I mean? It's like it's like the motherfucker that you do it for a purpose, not because you think. Yeah, not because it you makes really it look feel good. Like, I feel like you're doing it because it just it's, it's just different. And Kanye West, right? It's just got to be so different, bro. You forty. But look, here, bro, you forty. Here's the thing. Get your forty year old ass. Like, what the? F- get the fuck out of here. He, here's here's what I look, and, and this is where I, you know. Remember, there's always a devil's advocate to this shit. There is. Fuck it. So here's the thing. In our case, right? Because I I do believe that there are different circumstances for different decisions that you have based on a lifestyle, based on what you have. Right, okay, break that down. So, for example, you ever heard the term "rich people problems"? Mm-hmm. Do you know why the term is called "rich people problems"? Because these are the problems that the people that are broke don't have. Bingo. So, in that sense, right, the argument can be made that based on a level of we broke, mindset, so we don't have that. That's my point. So this is why I'm, this is why I'm painting this for you. I'm not rolling because in this case we can we can see things the way we do. But then I mean, how many people have you seen, bro? Oh man, they're humble to the fullest. Mm-hmm. Nah, man, I'm from my people's. Next thing you know, a couple mil rolled through, and this dude's changed. The dude that used to walk around in flip flops, mm-hmm. you know, from the swap meet, dipping around in freaking open toes from Gucci. Like, wait a minute, the fuck. Like, not, and again, mm-hmm. not to say that there's nothing wrong with that. If you got the money to make yourself feel good and do good and do whatever it is, what did, what, what did uh, um, I keep forgetting the fucking shit? You look good, you feel good, you feel good, you play good. Fucking. Oh, uh, Deion Sanders. Man. Look good, uh, look good, play good, play good. I forgot, I forget. Pay good, pay good, good, eat good. Pay good, eat good, eat good, die good. There you go. So <laughs> it, it, it's it's that that's where it comes from. I think that really in that sense. So if Kanye's trying to sell that persona, if he's mm-hmm. trying to sell the fact that most of you motherfuckers can't understand or vibe with me because we're not on that same level. Again, the argument could be made that, okay, well, maybe we're not on the same level, which is why I don't fuck with you. <laughs> so shut the fuck up. You know what I mean? Like, it's, it's, like, it's like you could only relate to those that are relatable. You got to remember this, man, that... Pac related to people because he came from the street. He know, I mean, old boy had no money and then became rich. You know, stayed he, there. He was able to relate because he brought the he brought the streets to the records to the records to the streets. It all ended in the same place where it all got started. You know, so people yes. can vibe with it. You can understand it. You can feel for it and whatever it is. Now, in this man's case, look, and, and not to discredit Kanye in any kind of way, all right? Mm-hmm. Because I'm gonna be straight. When Kanye first came out. Dude was a beast. He was beasting for a cool minute, dropped off a little bit, 
came back on, dropped off. I mean, he had his little moments with Jay-Z, you know, the little collaboration they have doing, dropped off, whatever it was. So we know the dude is talented. Right. Right? We all know this shit. But as Hollywood has shown many of us, or has the rap game, everybody has that funk, bro, where they're just like, I don't know what the fuck it is. Like, there's something in the water up there. Makes me bro, nervous to make some real fucking, money. That fucking Calabasas water, bro, that you've been drinking, bro, that shit is trash. You need to go and you need to get you some regular ass fucking Dasani with, with what we drinking over here. That fucking Voss, whatever you drinking, my nigga. Get some fucking Dasani, <laughs> some fucking Arrowhead and Sparklets in you. Maybe that'll change you. But like, it's kind of like, it's like he's wearing the, the MAGA hat, which is fully redesigned and, and ejected with positive energy, whatever the fuck that shit meant. Like, the style of the hat was never the problem, right? Stop, stop with that shit. Well, I mean, you gotta right? remember. So, so what I'm saying is, he's trying to like juxtapose or, <laughs> or, or like play these two sides off of each other to kind of like fucking recreate like some type of like ideology that's not fucking there. Like, I feel like he wants to be the middleman between like. There it is. Like, 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 like he wants to he he wants to be the middleman, like the liaison between us, like the minor the minority, the people who are oppressed, right, and the people with the quote unquote, like you say, the rich people problems. So the people that are unlike us, the people that will never be in the neighborhood that we came from, the people that will never ever care anything about anybody that comes from those neighborhoods, the people that want to give the the lowest, dirtiest jobs to the people that come from our, you know what I mean? Whatever, because they own their companies and shit like that. He wants to like, try to like create like this, like this open forum playground type shit where we can come together. Bro, fuck trying to unite the victims with their oppressors. Like, the victims need to come together, like break the victimhood mentality and just fucking love each other and fucking we don't need them. But here's the trip though. Right? Because they say minority, but we're not the minority. We don't need them. We don't we don't gotta we don't gotta be on the same side as them. Of course it'll be nice eventually, years down the line, if all the lines are blurred and slavery is the foregone con- uh, 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 afterthought and you get what I'm saying? Like, but it's not like my grandma lived through segregation. Like, Trump only... I mean, not Trump, but... Uh, excuse me. Fucking excuse me. Dr. King only... He was he, he died in 1968. You feel me? Like, my dad... My, even my dad. My dad was born in 1944. So it's like... He was there. Like, I was told stories. Like clear-cut stories where my dad was in front of the TV as a child and seeing his people say, you know what I mean? So it's like, yeah. Kanye, quit the fucking coon shit. But here's Stop the-, the coon shit. I don't care about your album. And and, and real quick, sign up before you spill that. Mm-hmm. You know what the name of his album is? What is it? Yandi. Gandhi. <laughs> and stop trying to fucking... <laughs> Like, align yourself with some of these great fucking leaders that we've had over the years. Like, leave, leave... Jesus? What Jesus was? Yeezy. Yeezy. Yeezus. Yeezy. Yeah, okay. Yeezy. Stop trying to align yourself with these great fucking leaders and these mantras. Like, just be Kanye fucking West. Yay. The nigga that we fucking, like, loved. And, like, come on, man. What are you doing? <laughs> you alienating the whole fucking, like, world. Niggas love you, but niggas don't want to hear that shit. 
Niggas do not <clears throat> want to hear that shit. I don't care if you recording a new album. I don't care if your last album was recorded in Wyoming and you needed some space and create. Uh, fuck that, bro. I don't want to hear that shit. I want you to be Kanye West in Chicago, giving back to the people that's right there in the neighborhoods that you're from. I don't need to see a video of you standing outside with the kids as they chilling on the corner, freestyle rapping to each other, at the court hoping like kids do it in the fucking inner city. I don't want to hear that shit, bro. Bye, my nigga. I feel you. I hear you. It was good, actually. Bro, but it's not good enough. No, but look, man. It's, 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 it's not. It's all, it's all talk. But it's crazy though because you know you know while I was listening to you there was a couple of things and I and I was thinking about it in the back of my mind I was like you know like it, it if it were real let's just say if it were real mm-hmm. you see how many people have ever tried being a liaison between two sides I don't know because the reason why I say it, there's either you're on one side or you're on the other see I I, I made a I made a speech a while back. Saying that, you know, there's a lot of different situations where you just have to stand in the middle because you agree on one end and you agree on the other. But it can't be to a point where you have to pick a side because at that point it defeats your own moral compass. And without your own moral compass, Mm -hmm. what are you? You're a follower. Understood. You see what I'm saying? So my biggest thing is... It's important, and this is one of the things I try to teach my kids, is it's important that you understand what's around you, you get a good grasp of what, you know, what's really happening, Mm -hmm. and you make your decision based on where you stand, how do you feel, and how you can help. That's a big word, help. Right. Because in the end, there's going to be a point where it has to be turned around. That's how life works. So... Going to this kind of uh, scenario thing, if he is really trying to be like a liaison between one and the other, I personally think there's really nothing too wrong with that if he really means it with the intention of truly doing something. Because one of the things that I can honestly tell you, if you bring an oppressor with an oppressed and they have a conversation, the conversation will never be positive because the oppressed will remind the oppressor of what he does, the oppressor will respond in kind as to why he does what he does. What does that take you? Nobody. But, that's, but that, that, that doesn't get you nowhere. That's my point. Like, when, 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 once, when you fucked up and you're trying to recover from it or, or try to make up for it, it does no good for the person that was done wrong to continue to bring it up as you're actively, currently trying to make up for it. You ever do some bullshit or you ever do something, your girl get mad at it, and then... You're trying to make up for it, but every single chance she get, she bring it up. Yeah, some bullshit. Right? Like, my nigga, like, can I make up for it or not? So that's what it what is. I, what I mean by stop trying to uh, to unite the victims with their oppressor is that if that is to ever happen, which in, in, in an ideal situation can and will happen, not now. I'm a pessimist. Years in the future, maybe. Right, right. Right. Agree. We don't want scenarios and shit to continue to happen to the people who were once victims, and then the victims need to remind the oppressors, like, hey, we had slavery happen, we had segregation, we had mass incarceration, we had fucking um um 
black men and minority people, not even just black men, minority people just being gunned down in the middle of the... Like, we don't want to have to keep reminding them. We want them to be cognizant about the decisions that they make because they know how sensitive these topics are. It's not about fucking Kanye wanting to be that. How about you... Like, there's so much more you can be doing, like, with us. I'm not I'm talking about us, but, like, with the people... To, like, make sure their spirits are up. Pushing for things that matter to the inner city. Because you're from the inner city. Pushing for things that help the youth. That get finances taught in school. You know what I mean? Like, one thing that one thing that he said that, 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 that kind of, like, I was like, okay. Now you're on to something. Is, he said, uh, what was it? I don't remember exactly, but he proposed the idea that on Twitter... And on these social media followings or social media sites, we should have the option to turn on and off um, the likes and comments that a picture receives. On and off the likes or comments. Right. So you can you can have the option to display that. Right. And like basically a forum where you can post a picture and the people that are liking and commenting and all that shit. You can turn it off. So as you're scrolling, you just see pictures. You just see videos. You don't really see the people commenting. You don't really see the... You get what I'm saying? And what's the purpose behind that? Well, to help self-esteem. A lot of people are getting on these sites and, like, they're damaged. Does that make sense? Like, they're damaged. They're hurt. Like, people aren't giving them that attention and they want that attention. And they get 20,000 likes and celebrities getting 100K likes and of regular shit that... You know what I mean? So I mean, it's just it's just a thought. Like it's not even like something that's real, something that is probably ever gonna happen. But it's like just a thought. Well, that's not a bad idea because I've, I've been I've been reading a lot of different studies lately, man. That supposedly with you know ever since social media has come about, uh-huh. ever since the the likes of Facebook and Twitter and uh, Instagram, all this shit has came about, the suicide rate has actually gone up so much higher due to self esteem. Absolutely. You know, and it's it's very sad because. In a person that has a strong mindset, mm-hmm. it's hard for you to believe that shit like this goes on. It's hard for you to believe and sit down like, what the fuck? Like, why do you feel this way? Like, you know what I mean? I've, like, it, it, it's it baffles hard. me too. But but it's happening. It, it, that's the thing. It's it's happening and it's very very real. You know. But I think right now, society in itself, and here's where it gets a little touchy. And society in itself, bro, nowadays is so focused on. You know, I guess it's it's so focused in engaging a weak self-esteem. I'm going to give you an example. Back in the day, each school, each class, everything, I don't give a fuck what it is, man. Back in the day, mm-hmm. right? It was, it was like a religion. Right. You had to have a bully in your class. You had to have that one dude that just was there to prepare to try to make your life a living shithole. Absolutely. Okay, you were prepared with this. You were prepared to know there was going to be a cool kid. You were prepared to know there was going to be a hot chick. You were prepared to know there's going to be a chick that's experimenting so much sooner than everybody else. You know, and you wanted some of that, but you can never get it because you were scared. Mm-hmm. Whatever the fuck, right? And vice versa. You know, what, whatever. These were things that you knew you were going to encounter. Right. Okay. So here's where I'm going with this. Back in that time frame... Because depression isn't new. 
Let's let's be very clear about that. Right. Depression is not new. The only thing that nowadays is that it seems like it's a whole lot more because now it's on a massive scale. Mm-hmm. In the sense that, because because think about it, back then when there was no social media, you could have a hundred thousand people depressed, but you would never know. It. Nowadays, you have a hundred thousand people depressed. Could be the same exact amount, mm-hmm. but everybody knows it. So now it seems like an epidemic. You're like, oh my god, it's it's something, right? Mm-hmm. So. I don't want to defeat the purpose of saying that something was never there to begin with. Right. But I strongly do think that in those times when I would go to school, my pops would tell me, hey, man, you're going to deal with some kids that are not going to like you. And that's fine. You're going to deal with some girls that don't like you. But that's fine, but too. It's, it's like, why? I don't know. But why now? Why? Why is it like an issue? The mentality like is different. Prepare, if we pre- if we're preparing our kids, we're well, not though. But why? You see, you gotta remember, with this whole thing. See, and, and this is exactly why I there, there's always a double sided sword to this shit. And that's why that's why one thing. Shout out to the state of like New York. They're like the first state to like mat like implement mandatory like like mental health classes in like the, the school system to like have people know what it is. Learn how to avoid it, learn how to get better from it, learn how to identify it, like what are signs of it so that they at a young age, like people can get help. That's true. You know what I mean? People get these thoughts festering in their head for so long and then one day they kill themselves and now everybody's like, I know. Listen, man, I hope that works and I'm going to tell you why. I, I really do. Because I don't want to be like a pessimist to this, man, but I really do hope it works. I'm going to tell you why. You see... As a child, Mm -hmm. whatever you basically start learning is what you start believing. Okay? Mm -hmm. So if you're never taught something, you don't know it. That's why from like for us, we weren't we were never taught depression. We were never taught what that was. Right. You're not depressed. If you felt sad, it's because you're sad. Something happened in your life that just made you feel bad, you're gonna get over that shit. You're going to find a way, do something, start painting, start doing some of the bullshit, get yourself out of that funk. Mm-hmm. Nowadays, something bad happens, you're depressed. Oh, no, 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 you, you, you got problems. You got you to get some pills. You got to start doing stuff. You got to, all of a sudden, it's, in again, based on my own lifestyle, looking at the shit from the outside. Right. So that's why I, I don't know if... Because we're teaching kids so soon what something negative is, kids automatically start assuming that as a resolution. Because one of the biggest things that we have as a society is that we love to pick and blame something for our fuck-ups and failures. Remember that. But the thing is, like, but the thing is, like, I feel like it is important that we learn what it is. Even though we weren't necessarily fully 100% taught like what it was, how to identify it, mm-hmm. right? We were taught you feel sad, you feel angry, you feel this, you feel that. Just break out of it. You're Emotions, fine, mm-hmm. right? Right. We didn't necessarily identify it as oh, I'm depressed. You know what I mean? So I feel like now teaching kids what it is, how to identify it, how to get help, how to not be a scared, how to not be scared to 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 seek help, to go to somebody that you love and trust. Because everybody's on social media. Everything on social media is fucking good. Everything on social media is cool. Everything is in. Everything is like, you get what I'm saying? I feel like when we were growing up, bro, the kids were the kids were the kids. 
If you liked one thing, you hung with the people that liked what you liked. Right? I remember in, even in even in, up in like high school, mm-hmm. like all the cats that love sports, they all kicked it together. The football team, the basketball team, they all fucked with each other. All the soccer players used to fuck with each other over here because soccer, you know, predominantly Hispanic, whatever, but they all kicked it with each other. Mm-hmm. All the people that liked um, baseball. <laughs> All the people that liked, um, that fucking liked rock music, they all kicked it in front of the library, right there in the, right there where the shade was hidden, so they could just all be on their headphones together and just jamming out to some rock. All the fucking sluts used to hang out by the student store. <laughs> the fucking football team, basketball team was right in the center of the fucking quad. You knew every fucking football player just off fucking sight. You knew all the little cute fucking little lovebirds. They would just be up on the fucking, because uh, at my high school, it was a fucking second story. And then from the second story, it had like a few benches and like, like people can bungalows hang, and shit. Kind of like that. Kind of like a, a, a little quad, but on the second floor. Mm-hmm. And they'll just be chilling up there and they could look down on just about everything. You know what I'm saying? So it was like one of those things where it's like all the little fucking weird ass ninth graders used to kick it by the entrance of the school. So it was like you hung out with what fed whatever you liked. Right, and so now kids are like, "Fuck, I like rock music," but that should not have been publicized on social media. That's just not cool. I don't want to like rock music. I don't want to like this shit. I want to be able to like that shit. I want to play sports, even though I don't really give a fuck. I want to. Is that you know what I mean? So it's it's. Like we just gotta like we gotta teach kids to like what you like, be around the people who like what you like. But keep in mind, you if you're selling them that, you ha- you'd have to basically build that like that that type of mentality that they can't allow someone else to break them down. You see, because th- again, this is the, and and like I said, the whole New York thing. I really hope. It does show effect because now that social media is in the in the ballpark, man, it social media will make people think different shit. You see a bunch of sexy women, you see a bunch of like people, you see like all this kind of stuff. It makes you feel like you should be there. And when you're not, you start fucking feeling sad for yourself and telling yourself, dude, I'm not good enough because of X, Y, Z. That's a mental state of mind. Now, that's social media. You see, you want to know how you fix a problem about social media? How? You ready for this? Mm-hmm. Turn the shit off. Just like that. But guess what, though? We can't. That's We're not. You see, Denzel had a speech once, man. I love the speech he put. He said, a cell phone. Mm-hmm. They asked him a question about a cell phone. And then the big thing is, does the cell phone, do you control the cell phone? Or does the cell phone control you? I mean, you it's see, controlling a lot of people. And, and that's, where, that's where the biggest problem comes into play. Me included. Because, here, here, like I said, here's the one thing. Mm-hmm. I'll tell you one thing straight and forward. What's that? You see, the, like for me, like one of the biggest reasons why I decided to make a lot of decisions or, or start thinking or knowing about different things is because I was taught certain things. Right. Okay? Religion is taught to you. Okay? Mm-hmm. You don't just... Oh, I know what it is. No, it's right. taught. Right. Okay, because the moment that you stop teaching it, it goes away and it disappears. Just like heritage. 
The moment you stop heritage, it disappears. It goes away. Heritage has been gone for a very long time, by the way. Especially but, in our minority communities. Exactly. But guess what? They don't give a fuck. Nobody does. I mean, it, it, it's it's just because again, it's no longer cool to be to, to be part of your heritage. So, my big problem with this is, mm-hmm. like, and this is where I'm I'm very I'm hesitant, okay, right. per se, to allow my kids or to allow even anyone in my family, you know, children especially, to have an excuse. Okay, and I don't want like, and, and I want to be very mindful because I'm referring to like in this particular conversation, like with my kids, because again, I wasn't raised to understand this kind of stuff. So, so consider me ignorant for this particular take, because I don't want anybody to consider or say that you know, oh well, you know, this dude says that it, it's it's an excuse to feel depressed, because right. because nowadays it's an actual, it's it's well even even then when it was diagnosed depression is an actual sickness or disease it's something that can be cured if you do the right things right but my thing is this going back to the mental state of mind i can't like i personally can't give myself that ability to tell my kids hey if you ever feel this way if you ever feel this and if you're ever in a situation that this is going on and you feel sad about the situation or you want something that someone else has and you realize that you can't have it and you start to feel sad and you start to not want to talk to anybody and you want to put yourself under a tree and, and, and whatever it is, it's okay. It's called depression. It's fine. Mm-hmm. You, you see, because right, in you our gotta, case, you gotta have that relationship. You gotta have that open but, forum. But that's a scary part. That open forums, and I'll be, I'll be straight with this one, bro. And this is true fact. Well, I'm just talking about like personally, like within the house. Well, yeah, but even for, open for forums your, don't for your work. Baby to, for your baby to come to you and be like, Dad, I'm not feeling right. My mind, my, my mental, like my mind is not. But even then, bro, I'm not, I'm not gonna lie to you, dude. You can have open forums. You could. Mm-hmm. And there's still moments, and don't tell me it hasn't happened to you or anybody listening. You can you can have the most trust in your parents, or even some of your friends have the most trust. Mm-hmm. But there's some shit that's going on that you just refuse to allow anyone else to know, and it's your job, your responsibility to uphold that and to cure it or to fix it. But but so you can't we can't fix the problem, which is knowing how can I say it? So we can't fix the problem, which is Teaching our kids and our youth what mental health is, what identifying it looks like, what the signs are, right? And on the back end, you still think, you still downplay what depression is. So, like, where you think you got to fix it on your own, where you think... Where you think it's like taboo. That's what I mean, though. You I can't mean, fix it without dismantling, like. But not the, all kids even know that, though. Without dismantling the ideology that we have as as a parent, as as just an adult. No, and that's what I mean. And, and what I'm saying is that when I reference that, mm-hmm. there's many things that happen to me that I refuse to tell. Yeah. I refused it, not because it's I didn't know anything about it. They mm-hmm. tell me about it, but I just didn't want to tell them because I felt like, okay, you know what? If I tell them. They might look down on me. If I tell them, you know, I'm probably going to get some shit. Let me just try to fix it on my own. But you got, we got to get out of that, though. But I mean, but. We got to tell them what. But here's the flip side to that, though. And scared is. But here's the flip side. I'll tell you a direct flip side to that. You see, because remember, in in our case, or at least in my case or whatnot, it's. Again, 
depression isn't something that I really didn't. I personally was ignorant, I guess you can say, to know of mm -hmm. until maybe four or five years ago. Yeah. No, no. About, I mean, but about six, seven years ago. So consider that. I already went through high school. I already went through college. I went through already it working. Get some real world shit. It, it, no, I mean, I didn't. The only reason why I knew about it was because I was hearing about it on TV. That's the only way that I actually understood about it. Like, wait, what the fuck? But let me have you. Let me. Like, let me have you. Let me. Let me toss this to you. Yeah. And I don't want to stay on this too long. We already forty minutes in. We got. We was kind of weak. But if you have anybody, I'm not even going to limit it to your kids. Anybody. Mm -hmm. Close to you, family members, it could be your nieces, your nephews, whomever. Mm -hmm. They trust you enough to come to you and say, you know, they've been scared or they've been depressed or anxious or, you know, giving you some variation of how they've been, how they've been feeling. Yeah. Don't you think it's comforting or a big help for whomever's telling you what they're going through? If you give them a story about how you've been through that too? How you, there was a time when you were just anxious and you just couldn't, you just found a way to like, you couldn't get over it. But you get what I'm saying? Like I was depressed too. But you know what I started doing to like cure that depression? To make me not feel depressed? I started doing this. I started hanging out with the people that, that, that love football too. Once I started hanging out with the people that love football too, I found out not only do we love football together, we like playing video games. Mm -hmm. And, you know, it made me not want to even care about the people that play basketball because even though I wasn't that good, I still like it. It's still okay for me. To, you know what I mean? It's still okay for me to like basketball even though I can't play basketball. I'm not good at basketball. Right. So to give that story back to them, that helps. No, no, it does. No, you, so, to be able to, right. so to be able to identify it within yourself too is, is, a, is, a, is, is a huge thing. I think it's good for adults to basically be fully aware. To look back on your life and be like... Man, maybe in this scenario, maybe I was scared. Well, I mean, everybody gets that. that that's what I mean. Everybody deals with an emotion. I've yeah, been scared. Absolutely. I've been sad. I've been mad. I've been all this kind of shit. Now, from one day to the next, I can't go back in my life and say, man, I was depressed all this time. I, I, I can't, you know? So, True. My, so my thing would be is like in a scenario like that one, I wouldn't be able to relate in that extent. But mm -hmm. this is where I believe that parents should basically get on top of shit. They should be aware. Now, because here's my fine line. Mm -hmm. We as parents, we as adults should be aware of all the signs possible right. to avoid something going further than what it should, right? We should be there enough to really understand, like, okay, you know what? They're doing this or doing that. These are signs of this, right? Mm -hmm. We know it. But in this case, it's basically at that point helping them deal with the issue without giving them the reasoning that, oh, it's because you're depressed. Right. Because the moment that you tell somebody that they're depressed, mm -hmm. they're just like, it all makes sense now. And in most cases, instead of helping that person uplift themselves, mm -hmm. they go more down. Yeah. Because it's it, because now they're like, wow, everybody notices it. I thought it was just me. I was hiding it very well. And like, oh, you know, it, it, it can it can dismantle or in some cases it can help. But my biggest thing would be, once again, that little fine line. I wouldn't want to embrace the fact of telling or teaching them at a young age. Mm -hmm. This is what depression is. If you feel this, that, and the third, because it's too much of a broad field to go through. Yeah. It's, it, 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 it's because a lot. Uh, some person can it's be layered. sad for it's one layered. month, 
because of a death in the family, that's normal, brother. That's not depression. That is a, and that's a natural life emotion but that we have, you go but, through. But, but, but do you feel the need that you have to teach that child that it's okay? You're feeling, you're feeling sad because you were close when to this it person. When it happens, yes. When it's okay to feel sad. It's okay to feel like you're Absolutely. missing something. You can't see, because remember, you can't teach someone something they don't know. Absolutely. Because how many times were you taught about something... Mm-hmm. But because you had never done it, everything that they told you went inside went inside your head, and then it wasn't until you actually did it, and you're like, "Oh shit, that's why he said this. It's, that's it's, why they said that." It's definitely something that we we want to make sure we're mindful of in both ways. You don't want to like give out too much, right? Bingo, right? But you want to like you want to. I, I see what you're saying. You want to make wanna, it comforting, like let right? them know you're you want to put that. that shit on. You want to give it to them as is needed. It, right? Bingo. On every on the back of every medicine bottle, it says take. As needed. Bingo. Don't drink the whole bottle. Because if you, it, because imagine this. Hey, what's yeah, up? You, you open up the bottle and you put it right in front of him. Say, hey, it, feel free. It's there. It's true. Because like, even like, and, I, and I'll share this, like, and it's the last thing I guess I will, like, it's, it's like a real thing. Like feelings, emotions, thoughts, all that shit is, is like a real thing. Like every, to this day, every time I talk to my biological mom. Every time, like, I know, like, a holiday's coming up and I know she's going to call. I know she's going to whatever. Like, every time I talk to her, I'm still mad. Yeah. Like, angered. Like, in my head, like, like as I'm talking to her on the phone or in whatever scenario, like, I'm always just thinking, like, like, why are you calling me? Why are you acting like you, like you weren't there? Like, you had better things to do. Like, you, right. like... You feel me? So it's kind of like I'm still mad. And I know 27 years old, you should be fucking over that shit. That shit should be like, you know what I'm saying? It's, yeah. it's, it's like in my head, I'm like, yo, it's been another woman doing everything you should have been doing since I was like 10. Like, yeah, like whatever you got to say to me can't be that important. You, you, you're kind of like my friend, like or some woman that just calls me every year, like. Is and I need to be I need to be done with that. Like I I really need to like call her myself. All right. Fucking pull up a chair and just rap with her. Just talk. Just like yo, this is what I feel every time we talk. Like not look and and, and really not even look for any answers. Don't because, look for closure. Right. Don't like, expect. As far as like not any answers from her because I can already imagine any answer she gives me is not gonna fucking is gonna make me mad all over again. All right. But just talk. Just. How you doing? This is how I feel every single time. And maybe that that anger sensation will like subside and like go away. I don't know. I'm still like trying to like think of and muster up the courage to be able to make that shit happen. It'll happen when it happened, I guess. All into all in its own time. Everything in its own time. Um let's move on from that shit, man. I'm kinda sad right now. <laughs> <laughs> Respectably said, I might add. Right, right. Um, Understandable. Absolutely, absolutely. Um, what else you got? Let me look at the doctor real quick, bro. We get. Um, we got some other serious shit to talk about. Let's talk about some other shit real quick. So. Nah, not even that, bro. Fuck all that. <laughs> he's just like, 
Man, hey, might, did you know it's legal you, to you fly? You put the butter on the bread and just said, fuck that. I want mayonnaise on this bitch. Like, did you what? know it's, it's legal to fly now out of LAX with wheat? You can get on a plane with wheat. Really? Just a tab into that. All you fuckers that's listening to this shit. Yes, you can fly out of LAX with weed. I think you got to have like certain limits, right? Like you can't be with like eight pounds in your backpack. But you can't fly in. But you need to make sure wherever you're flying into, <laughs> their laws match, right? Because I can already imagine a motherfucker like, what? For real? I don't have to use this fucking connect no more. I can deliver it straight to the source. They get on a plane with five pounds. They pull up in fucking Texas. <laughs> and then, <laughs> now they're getting arrested for fucking smuggling. Everything. <laughs> Wait. So, yeah. So, look. For you got to make sure the fucking laws match, my nigga. Make sure the fucking laws match. But that's incredible. How I'm, I'm curious to know how this law even got brought into question and who brought it far enough into question to make a decision behind it. Like, I, I don't remember well, voting for that shit. It's legal in, 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 in L.A. Well, you know, I'm, it's, it's, it's apparently, with quotation marks, legal in L.A. Okay. Right? Mm-hmm. So, but my thing would be, like, but people voted for that, though. Yeah. So, who the fuck, vote, when, the, when did the ballot go out for weed on planes? I don't know. Like, that's what I want to know. Like, I mean, am I not receiving these ballots to my home? I mean, I need you motherfuckers to send me this shit. I need to vote. <laughs> I need to vote. I mean, hey. fuck you. Like, it, it, shit. Soon enough, you're going to be telling me, hey, you know what? Like, look, for, for anybody out there that knows what's up, come on, dude. Who wouldn't, wouldn't want to fuck their chicks in 30,000 feet in the air in a bathroom while fucking flying? And then going back to sit down and saying, whoo. If I died now, I got it. The mile high club. Hey, yeah, but but <laughs> you could probably only be like, you, you see? could probably only fly into I'll like, pass that see, shit. you could probably fly into Washington, Denver, wherever I, wherever else weed is legal. Yeah, you got Colorado. You know, I'm so shocked about Washington though. Washington's legal. I know. I, I was I was very shocked about that. You know, considering mm. that it's a federal regulation that they've been trying to hold back and the capital of the fucking country decides to say, yeah, yeah, we'll fucking do it. Well, that's not the capital, bro. No, I mean like capital's DC. I know it's DC, Washington yeah. DC. Yes, DC is in you know District Columbia. Like I, I'm aware. Right, yeah. But what I'm saying is that it's different if California passed it. You're over three thousand miles away. Yeah. Washington is in your radius. Mm-hmm. Like you cross over and you're Washington. Right. And you guys are the ones trying to put this shit. When you talk about the Pentagon, you're not talking about oh, you know, in District of Columbia. They say in Washington today. Right. So that's why I was shocked. I was like, motherfucker, you guys literally, I don't know how the hell y'all pulled that one off. That was, that was some talented shit. Good it fucking is, lawyers. You had some, uh, what is that? Uh, what was O.J. Simpson's lawyer? Was it, I forgot. It was Johnny Cochran. Cochran, he had a, Shapiro. He had a bunch of Cochran's and, uh, and Kardashian too. He was up in that mm-hmm, motherfucker. Mm-hmm. I guess that's how they got their start, right? Yep, shit. Hey, whatever. Man, what a start. Hey. Um, Wait a minute. How would you feel if they legalized? Because I don't know, back in the day, back in the day, you were able to smoke cigarettes anywhere. Mm-hmm. You had ashtrays on planes, you know, smoking in planes. You were able to smoke uh, in restaurants, right. in nightclubs, and whatever the fuck you wanted, the environment, it was open to smoking. Obviously, the Clintons got in, and she did that whole, you know, reform situation of eliminating that and, you know, putting mm-hmm. no smoking signs and, you know, no more planes that have that shit. Okay, cool. 
So since weed doesn't fall in the same category as a cigarette, mm -hmm. how would you feel? Would you enforce a law? Would you be agreeant to a law where you can smoke weed on a plane? Smoke weed in a restaurant at your own disposal whenever you want? Nah. Nah. Well, because like, I, feel like, I feel like we got to be still respectful to the people who don't smoke weed, who don't smoke cigarettes. Like if I, don't smoke, I don't smoke cigarettes. But it was such right? common ground so back then, the, though. You I know? hate the smell of cigarettes. So if somebody's sitting next to me, God forbid, on a fucking plane where there's no very little ventilation, I'm sitting next to you on a fucking plane, and you're smoking a cigarette. Mm. Nah, I'm not doing that. Now, if like at a park, yeah, I can move somewhere else. You can move somewhere else. Preferably, you're moving somewhere else because you're smoking a cigarette. Um, but not in like a closed environment. If I'm in a restaurant, like I so, don't, I don't want to have my fucking my, a big plate of blackened salmon, mashed potatoes, broccoli, and. A motherfucker sitting behind me smoking a fucking Newport. Like, I'm not trying to do that either. Well, but now, now let's flip it. Yeah, okay. So you wouldn't you wouldn't want to sit in front of that filet mignon, lobster, mashed potatoes, baked bacon on the side, sliced in the grinder with a little cheese on deck. <laughs> and on top of that, right before you get into that. Right. But okay, let's. All right, but let's, if I feel like that about cigarettes, you, <laughs> you, know? you're absolutely right. But if yeah. I feel like that about cigarettes, I gotta keep that same energy when I'm talking. If I feel like that about cigarettes, I gotta keep that same energy when I'm talking about weed. Because people probably feel just as bad as just as like as I feel about cigarettes. They probably feel the same way. About you weed. know what's fucked up about though? What? Because in this case, you're talking about more of a um, of a scent of comfort. Mm -hmm. The reason why the laws were passed back then was because secondhand smoke. Uh, that it, too? It, it can damage, right? So that's that that's the only reason why it got passed. That's why they got rid of that shit. So in that sense, if they were to legalize weed, mm -hmm. just like that, in that sense, right. like they did with uh, cigarettes back then, mm -hmm. and in this case, quote unquote, weed doesn't cause that type of harm. Right. How do you think that everything would work around? Like, would you would you stop going to restaurants? Would you stop going to certain places? Like, nah, like it's, just, it's just you walk into an Olive Garden and be like, man, it's, it's hot box. Like, you just got your kids in there. Like, oh shit. Like, that kids too. But yeah. like, so like, but like, if I don't want, like, if I don't want to sit next to somebody in an unventilated environment, somebody smoking a cigarette, I feel the same way about weed because there's an I don't feel the same way about weed as I do about cigarettes, but there's people who view them same. I got so, you. So I gotta, you know what I'm saying? Like I can't. I'm with you. I can't make that want to make that rule for one thing and then take something else that is definitely similar and just be like, oh, just because I like it, like you know what I mean? It's one of those things where it's like right. taking considerations for for motherfuckers' thoughts and feelings and shit like that. Okay, right. I I just want to get that across to so see how you felt about that. All right, I got you. I got okay. you. Um. What what I got? Kanye West tells Nick Cannon to keep Kim's name out of his mouth. Oh, oh yeah. Okay, so Nick Cannon was talking about Kim Kardashian. Wait, about who? Kim Kardashian. Nick Cannon. I don't I don't know exactly. I'm I'm ignorant to like the situation. No, I mean, wait, let me stop you. Who? I mean, wait, just okay. Who isn't talking about this fucking broad? Isn't that her job? To be talked about? Like, don't right. you do what you do to be in people's mouths? Right. I mean, but like... So what's the problem now? Kanye don't like it. Kanye wants people, Nick Cannon especially, to keep his name. He, 
her name out of his mouth. Bro, you can't because erase he, history. Because he made, he, he, I forgot what kind of comments he made, but like, they started beefing a little bit. Talking about uh, Nick Cannon and Kanye. He probably said something true. A bit. He probably did, whatever it was. But I kind of want to re- revisit that topic for a couple minutes. What is off limits in beef? Nothing. Nothing's off limits. Nothing. You can't. I mean, you can't I'm have. Different. If I'm having. When, when you're beefing it, you, you can't. Look, here's, here's the thing about a beef, bro. You don't like, think family's off limits? I mean, they should. Look, if you, if you want to talk about moralities, mm-hmm. then yes. In a professional state of environment, yes. But when we're talking about in this particular scenario, mm-hmm. okay, you got to remember if a beef starts. Right, mm-hmm. especially with a stranger, you may know the stranger, you may see the stranger, but you don't know the stranger, right? Right. So it's not like if I start fucking cracking jokes at you right now, you know me and you know what means whatever. Mm-hmm. Okay, a stranger starts doing that to you, like you, you'll probably start talking shit, like you know you, you'll you'll know you won't take it to that level, right? But you'll start nitpicking shit about them and start talking mad shit in return, naturally, mm-hmm. right? Right. The higher they escalate, the higher you escalate. It's a natural environment. So when it comes down to beef, I mean, you just, I mean, if you're going to, if you're going to be talking that shit, man, I feel like, like you just can't, there's no limits. Like, I just don't see it. Like if you don't want, if you don't want some repercussions coming back at you, you just don't start any repercussions in general. I feel like family, bro, is all, like the whole Kanye West, or not Kanye West, but the whole Pusha T and, and Drake shit. Drake mentioned Push wife by name. In a diss record, mm-hmm. Push is like, dog. This beef is between me and you. You brought my, you bring my, especially, like I feel like you don't bring up unless unless it's already at that point where we're like we're families involved and we already attacking each other's family, right? But like I can't just openly just come up, especially if she's not in the public eye. Like Pusha T's wife is not in the public eye. Like she's not in the public eye probably for a reason. Right, but then Kim Kardashian, you'd have no leniency towards her because she is in the public side. Right, but she has nothing to do with that Kanye West and Nick Cannon's Nick Cannon's back and forth. So, do you think she should be mentioned? Do you think she would be off limits? No, I mean, kids look, kids found like look, like I said, kids, it should be off limits. Okay, my belief is that it should be like you don't. I mean, if you got a problem with somebody, you deal with that person. But we all know that. I mean. I mean, fuck, dude. Let's not go... F- I mean, let, let's be realistic. Mm-hmm. Hit him up. That shit went in. No one, no one has a problem with hit him up. No one says nothing about hit him I don't hear nobody talking shit about... Oh, damn, Pac went too far, bro. Well, that was because Faith Evans had a, something to say on the side. So that's why Pac came in. Fuck that bitch in the click you claim. Okay. Fuck, and Junior Mafia, Bigs, they had they had some. Well, because they got involved, they had something to say. It was between Pac and Big. Remember, but then you got Faith Evans over here chirping. But you got to remember you got, you got Junior but Mafia you, over here you were, chirping. You were chilling with with Evans because remember this was all. I mean, Pac was a smart dude. Played everything out good. Well, if he's me, chilling you, with her, and then boop. Makes an album right after to take on that that thing. And then the little bickering starts to happen. I mean, look, it's one of those things that's where... That's different, though. If me and you beefing, uh-huh. me and you, but then your wife or your girl's on the side doing it her two cents, 
I could be like, yo, fuck you, bitch, whatever. I want to, I can, she's not, you're now a part of this. But you know what? But here's the thing. You got to remember, and this is where it comes into play. Mm -hmm. Why are women normally off limits? Because generally when two men are beefing, they don't have anything to do with it. So here's my thing. The mother of, of typically, I'm not saying all the time, but typically they're the mother of of, of, of that of, person's of that, kids. That person's kids, right. right? So, so let's say that you're out and about. Mm-hmm. Let's say that you start a confrontation with somebody. If your chick is there with you, does your chick stay quiet, or does she try to get involved because she doesn't? She refuses to have another man talk shit to her man. Well, she better stay quiet. I've, we we've had this conversation many times. I'm so like, Yo, if we if if we're out, or if any situation happens mm-hmm. where, um. Where where another dude nigga is getting spicy with me, another nigga is getting spicy with me, and we 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 having a we having a back and forth. I don't care where it goes, I don't care how far it escalates. If it comes to fisticuffs, please don't get involved. Not physically, not verbally. So let me give you an example, and the reason why, the reason why I bring this up is because a little while ago, so. You gotta, you you gotta see some things, right? So let's just say, let's say the the issue happens because of your chick. Okay. Now, not necessarily because of your chick, but because let's just say one day you guys are driving and boop, somebody assumes, some guy assumes he got cut off, and your chick is driving. You're in the passenger side. Mm-hmm. He's honking, flipping off, doing all this kind of shit. Mm-hmm. She's just like, "What the fuck? What's wrong with this dude?" Right. And then the dude just pulls over. Now, now the altercation goes up front. Now, how did this altercation begin? It's a dude and your chick. You got nothing to do with it. But because you're the man, you got, oh, wait, what the fuck? Oh, yeah. That's just, yeah. I, I'm going to start, def- I, like they say back in the day, I will defend my woman's honor. So you would go to that shit. So the chick would automatically already be talking shit on average. So would you expect, once you, once you got yourself in a situation, would you say... I got this. Be quiet. I got no, this. I, I, I would say that, but I mean, in the women of nowadays, bro, that they have so much defense for their own men. Mm-hmm. I've seen it too many times where the woman just, like, just the same effort that the man has to protect the woman, the woman has the same effort to protect the man. That's true. So but, it's a different realm we live in at this but time. Then, but then I'm not sure if you've ever seen this situation happen. I have. Um, I was at a party one night, at a house party. My homie was there. We was chilling or whatever. My homie's girl got into an argument with some other dude, some other girl, mm-hmm. right? They're in an argument. It's about to escalate to a fight. My homie notices. We're drunk. He know he looks over. He sees his girl fucking at the top of her lungs. Other another girl screaming back at her. They 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 they're in each other's faces. Something's about to go down. He jumps up. He separates them. He's like, yo, this is not happening, blah, blah, blah. Then her male boyfriend, whomever, gets involved, gets involved, right? She's still, girls are still still barking. The the shit is cool. And from what I think, I personally think, I mean, in the heat of the moment, you could think different, but because I was standing kind of back, mm-hmm. the dude, like, like at this point, the girls are going at each other, like being held by, back by each other. The other dude, like, let his girl go. She started running at in the direction of my homie's girl, and he reaches and he grabs her like that, and he and he does hit my homie's girl. 
I think I personally think it was by accident. But in the heat of the moment, all you know is all she knows is I just got hit. Something's gotta happen. And my homie's <laughs> thinking, like, my girl just got hit. It's a problem. So understandably so. Right. Right? At the next day after everything was cooled off, I told him I was I was bro, I think that was it looked like a from my my vantage point, vantage point yeah. it looked like an accident. But in the heat of the moment, everybody drinking and shit. All we know is somebody got hit. They weren't supposed to get hit. Shit's got to go down. I have seen that happen to where now the dude has to get involved, right? So now it's on a whole nother level because you just got hit mm-hmm. by a dude. So now we got to get into it. Now we got to fight. But and, see, and it could have been a, like, you get what I'm saying? But this was a little bit different though because in, in this case, I see what you're saying because it was an altercation between them and you know, it, it from your vantage point, it looked a little bit different. In my case, I would see it in, so if in fact, let's just say, right, because remember, you know, women are, I say off limits for shit like this. Mm-hmm. So if one day there's an altercation, all right, because the example I was giving you about the chick being, being involved was basically the simplicity of her being there and just being in the heat of the moment. Right. Okay. So now, you know, because like you, like you said, your chick, will, you know, you tell her to keep it down and she keeps it down because it's, it's you don't want it to escalate further, right, from experience. That, yeah. So... Now, imagine this. Mm-hmm. You have an altercation with somebody, right? Mm-hmm. And then basically at this point, they're talking to you, and they see a chick on the side, and then they start talking mad shit to you and the chick because you're there with her. You see, the problem's with you. Yo, dude, this is between me and you. Bingo. Like, So where I come from, we call it a bitch move. All right, because now, now now you're touching shit you're not supposed to be touching. But see, this these are street rules, you know. Like if if we're out in the street, like you're not going after the women. You it's you keep them rules, like people, you keep them out. But people do not believe in street rules. The rap game isn't the streets, though. It's a place where you can get on a mic, talk all the shit you want, and granted, there'll be some level of repercussion. Mm-hmm. As far as someone else getting on the mic and talking shit back, but very rarely does it become a scenario where, "Hello, hey dog, what was all that shit you were talking? We're gonna fi- we're, gonna, we're gonna deal with this right now in your fucking front. This shit don't happen that way. I mean, it's, it's which all is about why it's so street open. Rules, street rules exist. Yeah, but not in the not in the rap game. Not anymore. They be they, they, not, be, they be doing sh- that pussy shit. But but it should. It's like, oh, and real quick, talk about street rules and street justice and shit like that. Mm-hmm. Remember, I don't know. I don't know if you talked about it. I think it was actually the week you're out. But remember the kid in, um, oh, you do. Remember the um, kid in New York? He um, he ran into a bodega. Oh, and they stabbed the him up there and whatever. Yeah, 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 yeah. Bro, one of the, allegedly... One of the people, one of the, the, I don't know if it was his actual, the person who actually stabbed them multiple times with that machete, mm-hmm. but it was a, apparently, um, allegedly, it was one of the dudes that was involved. Was, was, was involved. Mm-hmm. They found his body chopped up in a dumpster. That's what you call street rules right there. Street justice. Justice, so, justice but, but, was served but, if that's the case. But I thought they, they, they brought everybody to prosecution. This was one of the dudes that he was out and about. I guess. I guess he was out and about. They See, someone him. knew something. Somebody knew street justice, bro. That shit, that shit is, that shit is not. Bro, you that got shit is chopped 
up. Probably by a machete. Put in the dumpster. That's crazy. That's fucking nuts. If that's I mean, th- I mean, that's, I, know, I know that's a sign. though. I'm sorry to go off. It, on it's that, it's street justice. No, but you know what? Hey, look on some real shit on some street justice shit. Mm-hmm. It is crazy, dog. Because like, there's a piece, Junior. Yeah, who's Junior? The dude that guy's dad. The the. the oh, oh dude, okay, yeah. okay, okay, okay. I, I, I don't realize you brought me back again. Yeah, I just I just had to. Get no, that no, no, for there. sure, for sure. So you know, and to, yeah. and shit like that. But I mean, it, it's it's just crazy, man. Like you know, when you when you consider. What humans are willing to do to each other, and to what extent? Chopped up. You know, it, I, you know, it was crazy. I, I don't know. You just got me to this conversation right now. There was a. Um, I was having a conversation. On, was it on Saturday? Was it Saturday or Sunday? It was one of the, one of the one of the days or whatever. Mm-hmm. So I was having a conversation. Right. The conversation was basically how, and it kind of goes back to what we were talking about a little bit earlier. You know how at this point, like how do how do like uh, I guess how does an oppressed person look at the oppressor, right? Mm-hmm. The conversation came up in a weird way, bro. Because oh, this was on that Sunday. They were, oh, I got fucking hammered that day. By the way, don't don't get hammered on a Sunday, man. You work on Monday morning. Don't do that shit. All right, that's a side note. Right. <laughs> but at any rate, we got a dude there, bro. That was uh, that was there. That uh, had like a, like on on his arm over here and shit, like a pretty pretty decent like sized swastika, mm-hmm. right? And you know, but you can tell that I guess some shit tried to happen where he tried, like I guess he tried to get that shit like removed or whatever. But you, I mean, it was just thick and shit. You just, Got to, yeah, yeah I mean, you can't you can't really do shit about it. All right, anyway, so one of the one of the conversations that came about because one of the dudes that was there, mm-hmm. you know. As crazy as this shit was and the scenario, and I mind you, this probably happened within exactly 10 minutes, and it was one of the most, like, mind-boggling shits that occurred. Right. You know, in, in at a bar. So the dude who's sitting next to him, mm-hmm. he happens to be Jewish. Okay. Now... You can only consider, right? Because, I mean, of course, we we know what happened here in America. Right. Right? With slavery in the back in the days and how the stuff was. The, 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 uh, um, between 50s, 60s, you know, 70s about the, uh, the segregation and all that stuff, right? hmm Considering within that same kind of timeline between right. 1930s, 40s, and, you know, going into like late 50s or whatever. Right. No, not late 50s, but like 40s, right? You know, going early 50s, I should say. Right. You had a fucking dude wiping out a fucking race. Yeah. Like this. I mean, it's, it's like I mean, it, that's it's, what that's what makes me. And and not to get back from Kanye, I just want to make this comment. Fuck. You took the MAGA hat and all the hate it represents, and you want to stand in front of a million fucking people and say. I've injected positive energy into this. I've redesigned it. Blah blah blah, bro. What the fuck? If what if that dude stood in front of you and said, "Oh no, nah, this swastika, I've I've injected it with positive energy, and I've tried to redesign it a little bit." <laughs> Get the shit out of here, man, bro. <laughs> as you were, bro. As as you were, bro. <laughs> positive oh, shit. energy, my ass. Bro. Oh shit! So like, bro. As you were. <laughs> Look, so so the dude is... <laughs> <laughs> oh, 
Oh shit, man! That was <laughs> that that was a good fucking. Uh, you laughing, bro? That was a good setup you put there, bro. <laughs> you laughing, bro? So so here so here's the shit, right? Mm-hmm. So the dude sitting next to him, he sees this shit right there, and he asked the dude where he was from. Like you know, hey, where, where do you come from? You know. So the dude tells him that he you know he was born Venice, California. Okay. He's like, oh yeah, I'm Venice from, from Venice, California, whatever, and this and the third. And he just asked him out of curiosity. He's like, you know, and this is, you know, I don't, I don't mean to start anything negative here, but I just wanted, I'm just curious, like, what was the purpose of getting that on your arm? You know. So, in this case, a dude tells him, he's like, no, nah, you know what? It was because it, it was brotherhood, right? Mm-hmm. So, in I guess in those little eras that that were there. It was a little brotherhood that basically, you know, just you know, white supremacy. They just get together and it's just them. Right. Right? No, nobody else can enter. Nobody else can do whatever, blah, blah, blah. Mm-hmm. Point is, long story short, he goes basically, I mean, he, you know, my job was already on a drunk face here. So I'm assuming it was roughly 10 minutes of information that I got. But the dude tells him, he's like, yeah, you know what? It was like a little brotherhood, but then like everything falls apart because then you realize that people are liars or deceivers and this, that, and the third or whatever the fuck, right? It's like, oh, I was like, okay. So then he just kind of educates him a little bit. He's like, you know, I mean, but you do realize that what word that came from and how that came about, blah, 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 whatever. He's like, oh, yeah, you know, because of, uh, you know, Nazi Germany, this, that, and the third. Okay. So the dude tells him. He's like, you know, it's crazy. And the reason why I kind of brought it up because it's like he's like, since I was – Nine years old, mm-hmm. right? It, it, it was so wild to me that I would basically hate, you know, Germans. Or I would hate basically seeing white people in general because they would carry this around and they would use this as, as an excuse or something that carries them around, right? He's like, because his parents, right? you know, or like, was this, I, I can't remember, family members, I guess, parents or grandparents, I can't, don't quote me. But he was saying that they went through that shit. And they were basically they suffered the whole the, the whole process. Right. You know, he's all like, you know, my family was basically separate. We used to have like supposedly the family tree should have been much bigger. He's like, but it got dropped down to about two people that got that were able to escape during those time frames. Okay. You know, like the different little you know different countries that had the sanctuaries or whatever it was before you know the whole invasion stopped. So then he gets to it. He's like, you know, before I used to look at you guys and basically feel like you know you guys were oppressed every time I saw it, I was reminded. Right. You know, and it never really helped me move forward. Right? Mm-hmm. So then he's just like, but one day, I realized one simple thing. I realized that if I continue to look at everything negative that came from what happened, mm-hmm. I would never appreciate all the strong, positive stuff that came about from us becoming more. Right. He's like, because, I mean, if you think about it, I mean, you know, he's, and he, and this dude says it like fucking joking around, but we say like, I mean, like it's real. I haven't met one. He's like, have you ever, have you ever met a broke Jew? I don't think so. Shit. Neither have I. I don't know. You know yeah. what I mean? I mean, hey, if, if there's any, like, if there's any Jewish people listening and you happen to have less than a hundred thousand in your bank account, give us a call. We'd like to have a conversation with you. How that happened. You know, how, <laughs> but what, what were you doing? But the idea would be basically he kind of he kind of brushed in that idea, kind of just making that that little thought pro- that little thought process, right? Basically saying that you know whatever whatever doesn't kill you make you makes you stronger kind of method. Okay, you know what I mean? And it's and it's so true when I when you look at it from that 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 standpoint. Okay. You know, I mean, not everything can fall in that same guideline, though. I mean, we all, we know this already, but I'm just saying, like in the generics of stuff, right? 
Because like how many times or how many like I mean how many people do you know, bro, in the streets? Everybody that was basically there, everybody that was trying to, you know, always like carry some gang shit or do whatever the fuck, trying to give themselves that type of like justice per se, right? Mm-hmm. And everybody that came out of those scenarios. That's crazy. I mean, how many of these fools come out? But like, yeah, man, what didn't kill you didn't, you know, made you stronger. You got some rappers out there now. You got people that talk about the lifestyle and all that kind of bullshit. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. They made it out cool. But it was a trip. I just I just got reminded of that fucking little conversation we had, man. Fucking a drunk insight, per se. I would have been like, bro, I don't even want to have this shit. Fuck this conversation. I was like, man, give me another jack. <laughs> and real quick, uh, who else? What else I got in here? Man, we had some albums come out, man. Oh, yeah, man. We were bumping that shit fucking... Woo. The card out of here. Real quick, real quick. Hey, hit that beat. Real quick. <laughs> Does my my wheezy lighter flip work? Oh, it works. <sighs> it works. Ah. <laughs> <laughs> I had to do it. <laughs> hey, bro. I'm glad I'm glad well, the streets was waiting on that, man. Oh, they were bro. Wheezy, we 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 glad you got that, man. We glad you got the legalities, all that shit situated, man. We glad you got that shit out the way. You, there was some good fucking rapping on there. There was some 2010, 2009 Lil Wayne rapping showcased on that shit, man. I gotta fucking say it. It was masterful. If you guys haven't heard it yet, man, you guys gotta hit listen to that jam. Especially, dude. I mean, well, all the jams were dope, man. One of my favorites on that jam, if you guys haven't heard it yet, man, just because it was that fucking sick. I mean, with Kendrick, bro, was that Mona Lisa? Yeah, that motherfucker, bro. Hey, like, don't trust. The moral of the story is don't trust these hoes. You can't trust them hoes. Oh my god, they 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 set you. Oh my god, man. Also, what else I've been listening to? Um, Black. He just dropped an album a couple weeks ago. At this point, okay, uh, it's called East Atlanta Love Letter. I can't stop listening to that. That's just pretty, pretty cool. I gotta go, I gotta get up on game with that. Absolutely. You got Apple Music? Apple? Nah. Okay. I, I I got Pandora, you know. We we're the, okay. the cheap can, version can, of real music. Yeah, I can add you to that shit. I got like a family thing, so I can add like multiple people. Oh, that's fucking dope. So I can use it. Yeah, and anything that drop, you can pretty much download it free, listen to it free. Whatever. I pay like fourteen ninety nine a month. See you see that that's my biggest problem. See, like uh, I I lose track of music in general. Bro, every time like I look at that shit all the time, sometimes I'm scrolling through. So something pops up like, wait, what the fuck? They dropped? What? Okay, I got you. Like, I just, I'm just scrolling through my timeline right now. I see Dom Kennedy just dropped. That's crazy. Dom, but I, let me tell you something though. I can honestly say that personally, mm-hmm. these past, I mean, like, the, the, like, there's two albums that have dropped that I'm very pleased about. What's that? One of them was that, you know, that the Eminem drop, the, the Eminem drop. Oh, Kamikaze. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It was, the, it was, the, it was pretty solid. It was pretty good. I mean, it was all right. I, uh, I, per, I, I fucks with that one. That I was, did, that, I did, I did that was a good it. one. There was a few songs on there that that joint with Jordan Lucas was crazy. A few joints on there I really liked. The Ringer is crazy, but as a whole, I mean, I well, wasn't I wasn't overly overly excited about it when I heard. Well, no, it. It of course. Cool. I mean, look for me, I enjoyed it because of the fact that you got to consider his past albums prior. Oh my god, he was trying to get himself in rhythm, and it was crazy. Trash. For someone to have been that, see, look, it kind of reminds me of a Tiger Woods situation. 
with this fucker because okay. like he went from being way because I mean Eminem was up there, bro. One of the greatest. Yeah, I mean, he's, that, he's, that does he's, it. He's, he, yeah, he's probably one of the greatest rappers, lyricists we I ever mean, seen. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. So, so for him to have made that transition of dropping and making shitty albums, mm-hmm. and and re- and he realized it. You know, him realizing it himself and then basically trying to do better. That that for me, that's what I really enjoyed about the album more. He, he really then came he got through. Back to, he got back to Eminem shit. Yeah, and it was dope. Yeah. I mean, it wasn't a it wasn't a hundo all the way in because, like I said, there was a couple like, couple that tracks. Shit, like, right, man, I hated it. that shit. I, I listened to that shit one time. I download undownloaded that shit. Like he had like some country records. He had some. Sh- I was like, bro, what? He the he, fuck he just tried to figure something out. He did. He you know you know when you know when people lose their inspiration, they just play around with shit. That, yeah, they have to. You know, and and this is why going Maybe into was, this album, but that shit. He's lucky he's one of the ones that's already like Way. solidified himself as like one of the greatest of all time. Because if not, that shit would kill his legacy. Like I feel like that shit put a dent in his shiny. Hey, you car. see, hey, that's crazy, right? Because music is not like 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 a real sport like boxing. Yeah. Can you imagine like if you got like Floyd that comes out and he gets knocked the fuck out? That's that's sealed his deal. Like you know what I mean? Oh, wait. There ain't no recovering. Yeah, so, but in an album with like records, you can fuck up a record and come back again and make yourself whole. Yeah. But that's why I appreciated this Carter album, you know? The Carter Five. Carter Five. Dude. Man. Good, hey, good fucking album. Good shit, good shit. I mean, I wanna, de- definitely some real shit, man. I mean, and shout out to Kendrick, man. This little fucker. A, oh, yeah. Kendrick is, Kendrick, Kendrick is, Kendrick is a great, man. Kendrick, yeah, he, uh, he's he's definitely, if he, if he keeps his path going, bro, he's going to solidify himself, bro. It's right. just like. I just, I just like when dudes do albums. But like uh, this is this is the era of short attention spans. That's why people artists they like to put out EPs where they put out like five six tracks at a time, right? Just because. To be honest, the card is good, right? But when November hit, are we still gonna be talking about it? Are we still gonna be listening to it? Attention spans, so much music. Hey, Tom Kennedy, art, uh, so many people are dropping. Is that why? I mean, call me crazy, but there was a there was a point where I it it felt. Like Drake was coming up with a new song every fucking week. It almost felt that way. Yeah. Like every every week I would hear a new song. Like, wait, where the fuck is all this shit coming from? And there was no album out. Well, but Drake's on tour right now, so you gotta factor that in too. He's on tour right now, so he ain't he ain't actively recording and dropping yeah, new that, music. So that's my point. But so once I mean, he's like, done with his tour, I'm sure he'll be right back at it. That's crazy. Hey, I you know what I want? Just like Migos on tour. Them motherfuckers had a song every other day. Hey, that's who was missing in that album though, bro. Or 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 did I not? What album? Drake? No, yeah, Drake. I didn't even think about that, but I'm hey, sure it was. They, I'm they, sure it was they've I'm made sure some was, good collaborations before. I'm sure it was some business shit, some some shit that we don't even know. Under the table shit, legal shit. Is Drake under uh, cash money still? Or he's, young, he's young not, money? Wait, he's not cash money. He's young money. And young money is young money is Lil Wayne's. Young money's Lil Wayne, and part of Lil Wayne's fight was to get young money off of cash money to make them completely separate. Because it used to be Young Money, Cash Money. Oh. Right, Cash Money was the umbrella, then they had that branch of Young Money. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Did that, that, Wayne that wanted go? to take, He, I think he got it. He did that. Plus all the royalty he was owed from his past albums and music and shit like that. So now Wayne is completely, has his own, without, set, set aside from Birdman. Oh, shit. So now Birdman has Cash Money, Lil Wayne has Young Money, there's no connection. Cause I mean, look, those are some collaborations. Cause you gotta remember, you get what was it? Lil Wayne founded Drake and uh, uh what's her name? Nikki. Nikki. Yeah. Great and, finds. 
It fucking stellar fines. These these are fucking multi-million fucking superstars. dollar fines. Yeah, like what the fuck? Speaking of superstars, man. Who the before fuck we, are you gonna talk about now? Before we get out of here, man. It better be relevant. I want to talk about John Bones Jones real quick. He was a super so DC Daniel Cormier. Right? Cormier. He is likely to be stripped of the light heavyweight championship. And Bones Jones was just reinstated. How you feel about him possibly getting another shot at that shit so quick? Because DC is infuriated. Real quick, before you answer that, DC put a put us put up um something. Not I I uh, I kept it so I could read it. Where I gotta go? Where I gotta go? Oh, right here. This is um on Instagram. Okay. Daniel Cromay says. So here we go again, Johnny boy. First off, you did nothing wrong and you were innocent. You never have been suspended. You, you've had to stand before these people and arbitrators so many times, it's insane. You slipped again. How many times can one man slip? I've been tested 70 times and I haven't slipped once. How do you explain that? On top of all that, on top of all the cheating you've done around UFC 182, UFC 200 and UFC 214. That's not even the straw that broke the camel's batch. That broke the camel's back. Excuse me, I can't even read. You are actually a snitch. You think you're the only one that's been offered this deal? No, you're just the only scumbag low enough to take it. Which one of your teammates did you did you tell on to get this joke of a punishment from the USADA? I thought there was nothing lower than a cheater, but not a surprise that you showed me a whole new level. You're a cheater and a snitch. Get off my page and go do some coke or steroids or whatever you losers do in your spare time. Hashtag double champ. Ooh. So is he is he referring to John Bone Jones blaming somebody on his team of why he well the the rumor the, the rumor came out <clears throat> that um, are you familiar with Fabricio Verdum? Kind of. Yeah, I heard the name. So, he, I mean, it, this is one of those, uh, you know, great light heavyweight stars. I mean, he's been in the game for a long time. Okay. Right? I was reading an article that basically, supposedly, Verdum was, I guess, uh, he's going to be on a suspension because of, um, uh, because he, what was it? He tested positive. What, what was it that I read? He tested positive for something while inactive. So I guess you can't you 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 can't be doing drugs, mm -hmm. even even though you're not fighting. I would imagine so. Yeah. So I guess they basically you know they they ran a random test and said okay you know so we're gonna check this dude and then it came out positive that you know that this dude was basically tested positive while inactive. Right. So in an active stage, you know I, I guess they they pretty much stripped him for that. Okay. And then, of course, the article that I read, the memes that I was reading, it was showing that, you know, John John Jones was the one that made the call, right? right. He's, because all of a sudden, this dude kind of falls under and some other, some other names popped up. But, again, I don't know the whole story about that because I, I didn't do too much too much digging on it. Okay. But it, it's – from what it sounds like, it was, you know, they, they made him a deal because what are the odds? All these names start going down and all of a sudden you're, you're reinstated. And – Cormier knows what they're talking about because mm -hmm. I'm sure they made him that same deal. Right. Or he knows people that have been tested positive and took the same deal. 
But you know, it, it's unfair. I'm gonna tell you one thing. It's truly unfair uh, that because he gets another shot. That uh, well, no, how lightly they treat him with, with with scenarios like this one. And this goes to Brock too. Don't don't. I mean, Brock's one of my favorite athletes out there, bro. Right. But this goes to Brock Lesnar also. It's it's kind of it's, like, it's these organizations protecting their 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 assets. They're, they're try, like like I I mentioned this a couple episodes ago about um Canelo. Yeah. He's being like you get what I'm saying? He's being protected. They're being protected. They need their they need their superstars to be superstars. Because I mean Cormier doesn't sell out as much as Bones Jones does, realistically speaking. You know, and Bones Jones doesn't sell out as much as Brock Lesnar does. Right. You know, so at this point in time, it's like you, these are people that you need. Now, keeping in mind, the good thing is that UFC signed that, uh, what is that, nine-fight nine, nine fight contract to bring back McGregor. Mm-hmm. So that's going to be basically, you know, that, that they just generated back a cash cow. But going into this, it, it, you know, there's other fighters, you know, like uh, Khabib was actually, you know, um, which, is the, which is the opponent of McGregor. Right. Made the comment about how one of his teammates got three years of suspension, right, from USADA, right, for yeah. being for for first time offender. Bones Jones is a second or third time offender. Yeah, and you give him a deal that and, quick, and and you're in. And then Brock, you know, was also an offender. Mm-hmm. You know, and then basically, oh no, 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 but you know, we, we have an opportunity. You see, but. Here's 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 the downside that I see for Cormier, okay? Because mm-hmm. there's a downside to this. I don't think many people are talking about it, but this is the one thing that I noticed. So let's consider he won't he does not want to fight Bone Jones because Bone Jones beat him twice, and in those two circumstances, the rumor came about of illegal substance, mm-hmm. right? So he refuses to bite to fight Bone Jones. Because of that reason. That's his grudge. Like, fuck you. You don't deserve this. Blah, blah, blah. Right? But let's be mindful. When Brock Lesnar beat Mark Hunt, Mark Hunt was number eight in the division. So technically, mathematically speaking, you actually were stripped of that win. It was a no contest. Right. So at that point, Brock hasn't actually won anybody in the top ten to earn the right for the top one. Right. But Cormier is willing to accept this fight because he feels he can beat Brock and it'll be his biggest payday. So you got to paint it with the same brush. I'm, I'm, that's my that's my system here, because right mm-hmm. now you're you're really down talking Bone Jones because of his past history. Right. Brock has a similar history because of that last fight. So but yet you're willing to give an opportunity to the one dude that had this issue because he's going to get you paid even more, and then you'll retire after that. That's his plan. I don't know if you know that. He, he plans to he'd do this one fight and, retire. and probably retire. So then at that point, it's like it's almost okay. hypocritical. You know, you, you, yeah. can't, you can't bash on Jones. Like I didn't think about it like that. Okay. You know what I mean? Because then you're saying, oh, Jones, you don't deserve shit. You're nothing. I mind you, and Jones whooped you twice. I like you, Cormier. Don't get me wrong, but that's what happened. So if I'm Cormier... And I'm really, really believing that. Mm-hmm. I don't fight Brock. I fight someone who deserves it. Someone who, who's number two. You see what I'm saying? Right. But no, I want a payday. I'm up there now. And you know what? Oh, oh, this guy, oh, I can't even fight him because he's USADA. When does he come back? 
on this date? Okay, cool. Let's set up a fight. But then you got Bone Jones. I guess, yeah. Coming that back. if anything, if Bone Jones comes back, no nothing. Clean as a whistle. Mm-hmm. I mean, at this point, I mean, he's got your number, bro. Like, Bone Jones is... How do I say it, bro? He is a... He's a freak of nature, per se, bro, because... He's not a Brock Lesnar huge, but he's big. He's just tactical, so he's he's he doesn't mission. have like the most powerfulest hits, but it like you just said, it's precise, it's tactical. Mm-hmm. Like he has a specific body that when you're fighting with the guy, I mean Cormier's like a stubby guy, he's hard shorter. To out, yeah. I mean, so so I mean, this dude he starts spinning, throwing hit. I mean, like this dude could literally just he could lay down in the corner. Laying on his back, and you could fight him while he's on his back, and he'll still crack you a fuckload of times. He's long, boss. You know what I mean? Yeah. But jumping into something else, though, I did want to kind of touch this real quick, though. Have you been seeing the press conference between Wilder and jo- I mean uh, Wilder and uh, um? I saw a little. I saw a little clips. I don't know. What's got you? What's got you? It, it, something's got me weird about it, man. Because I was watching that uh, um, the face-offs they were having. I mean, they got their mics and they're they're talking their shit. Wilder doesn't look comfortable. I don't know. Maybe this is maybe this is a new Wilder. Maybe this is the determined focus. Let me get rid of him. Joshua is. All, I feel like Joshua is what he's thinking about. Maybe. No, but but when I when I mean he doesn't look focused. I mean he doesn't look all there. He looks uncomfortable because you got. I mean you got these two big dudes that you know. See, because this is where the selling point kind of fall, falls off a little bit, right? Because you have Wilder that's been begging for a fight, mm-hmm. right? And then you got uh, Tyson Fury. Let me correct. Let me, well, his name is Tyson Fury, but let me say Fury because you know I don't want you thinking I'm talking about Mike. So Fury's, on the other hand, a good payday. But he's looking for his way back up because he was stripped of all his titles that he won from Klitschko. Right. Right? So technically, he hasn't lost none of none of his shit, but he right. just gave it all up. So this is a perfect fight because if you think about it, like look at the bigger picture for a second. Technically, Wilder is fighting the heavyweight champion of the world because... Fury was the first one to beat Klitschko and stripped him of all his belts. But then he vacated those belts because he refused to fight again. Those belts got vacated, but he never got dethroned. Hey. Right? So maybe Wilder just realizes the weight that's on this fight. That's what I think that's what it is. Because I don't know if I don't know if it's uncomfort though. But if you look at I the press get, conference. I didn't, I didn't get un- I didn't get that sense that he was uncomfortable. It's because I feel like they're doing too much. I feel like they're trying to make it seem like they have bad blood. Mm-hmm. But they don't have bad blood. They yeah, both maybe, respect each maybe, other. Maybe that's why you see in a different Wilder. Because most of the fights Wilder has are with people he doesn't he's like. jawed with. People he doesn't like. People there's bad blood between. Him and Fury, they probably just fucking met. <laughs> I mean, they've talked. I mean, look. You know like, they probably only... Talked in passing, like, hey, what up, yo, passing by, but they probably genuinely don't, like, never met each other. Because you know what's weird? What? When, if you look at the press conference, mm-hmm. 
it's almost like that vibe. It's like that weird ass shit, right? Because Fury, I remember there was a conversation with Fury. They were talking about each other. Oh man, you know he's a great boxer. He's great this. He's great that. We're gonna make the best out of it. Whatever, right? Two seconds later, yeah, you know you're a bum. You're a bum. I'm gonna knock you out. You're a bum. You know I'm gonna knock you out in front of your home crowd. Like all of us was like, wait, whoa, what the fuck? Where does energy come from? Like, wait a minute, you guys were just fucking sucking each other's cocks, and now you guys are fucking, like, what the fuck? What just happened? And I think that's what's making me feel a little bit on edge about this fight, because it's like, I feel like Wilder mm-hmm. is in an envi- the biggest environment he's been in. Right. Right? The biggest environment. And I truly feel that he's trying to cope with it. Right. Because Fury's been there already. Yeah. So he's trying to cope with it. And Fury's got the upper hand because Fury's the one changing his personalities on this food 24-7. One minute Fury's like, oh, you know, hey, hugging his ass and shit. And the next minute he's fucking going in his face trying to push him and trying to fight. Yeah. So, the, the, I mean, the, the vibes make no sense to me, which I, I'm kind of a little nervous about the fight outcome just because of the lead up. Hey. I'm, I'm, still, I'm, st- I'm still trying to see it. I mean... I didn't, get, I didn't get uncomfortable, but we'll see. I mean, there's going to be other face-offs, other weigh-ins and shit like that. So yeah, we'll uh, we'll be able to follow up with that. Last thing I want to end on. What's up? LeBron James. Lakers debuted. What did he do? <laughs> Play like 15 minutes. <laughs> Nothing crazy, but I'm excited, man. What do you think, man? What do you, what do you, what are you expecting? I'm expecting um I'm expecting a strong season, man. I expect a season that's going to be good. That's going to be meaningful. You know, he's going right. to Like I said, bro, I truly believe that he's going to be the key to making the young players around him be successful. It's going to take him a while. I I I truly hope that is because I am expecting a breakout year for um Ingram. Brandon Ingram, you got to step up. You got to be the number two dog on that squad. You have to be the second best player. It's it's time. Yeah? It's time. And I think LeBron James, over the course of the season, will be expecting more. Right? Like, expecting, like, greatness. Like, giving these cats, these young cats. I'm talking about Josh Hart. I'm talking about Brandon Ingram. Kyle Kuzma, giving these dudes, like, just a whole nother level of, like, of, like, accountability. Like, that shit where it's like, oh, B.I., you missed that free throw in the game. That almost cost us the game. And B.I.'s like, yeah, no, fuck. He wakes up on his own, gets to the practice facility an hour and a half early. And make sure before practice start, he put in, he shoot 200 free throws and make them. I'm going to stand here. I'm going to make 200 free throws before anything. You know what I'm saying? Like, just that level of, like, what it takes to win. That level that level of dedication. Yes. It's going to, I feel like it's going to drive them. Like, they think they're working hard now. Before, they thought they were working hard, getting better. But I think now, yeah, up that three other levels. Because now, you on a squad with dogs taking LeBron out. Rondo, he knows how to win games. He's got a he's 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 got a chip. Oh yeah. 
right? He's an animal. He's he's in your face type of. You can't do it. Get the fuck out the way. Let me handle it. He, 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 he's a good compliment to that team. Yes. Right? Like Rondo's a, Rondo's a beast. You get JaVale McGee, who uh for for what it's worth, has been on winning teams, so he knows a little bit about what it takes. You get Lance Stevenson, who that he can play some fucking basketball. Lance Stevenson can play some fucking basketball. He can hoop. He he he's not really I made this analogy before. I don't know if it was on the show. But he's not really like the prototypical basketball player. He's a hooper. Street hoops. He's one of the niggas that you see at the gym. You walk into the into into the open gym and you see some niggas hooping. He's one of them niggas that's just that just hoops. He don't know how to do nothing else but just play back. Like he's one of those type of dudes. He's not a, he's not a basketball player. He's a hooper. He's just hoop. That's a good compliment to him, though. You know what I mean? So it's like, it's like, you gotta, y- y'all gotta come out here, y'all gotta hoop. I feel that. If okay. not, if not, you gonna have Rondo taking Lazo ball spot. Hey, it's win time. It's time to play some fucking basketball. It's time to get better. It's time to get prepared because in a minute, we're gonna be trying to dethrone Golden State. In the like, not maybe not this year, but in the minute. Yeah, I, I, I had to stay, take we, a pause right there for no, a minute. No. I mean, but what I'm saying, I, is, I know where you want to go with it, but <laughs> bro, that's maybe two years in the making. I don't think it's two years. I don't know. I don't know. I'm giving it one. That's tough. I'm this year. No, I get you. They got to work. They got to play together. They got to gel. But next year, I'm expecting. Real fucking game. I'm expecting the Lakers to start trying to go for the jugular. Because remember, they, they, they get to play asked, more often now. But yeah, Magic only asked for two summers. I'm giving him two summers. I'm going to give him what he asked for. <laughs> he said two summers. He just had one. And in this one, he got Brian on a four-year deal. I'm expecting next summer some moves to be made. And then... We're coming. Okay. And then we are coming. So so th- th- that's where the chip comes in. Right. This year, I'm expecting a cool year, a, an exciting year, a gel year, a team, a, a, a year to really just kind of marinate. A 70% ratio of winnings. Right. I expect them to win. They won 35. I expect them to win 45 games. Okay. Somewhere in there, for, between 40 and 45. All right. I expect them to get about five to ten more wins this year than they did. So, because I, I just think LeBron James is all, by himself already worth ten wins. He is already going to win you ten games by himself. Right. So I, I can vouch for that. You win, uh, what they win, 32 last year? Mm-hmm. Roughly. He gives you ten. That gives you 42. I'm expecting between 40 and 45 wins. By himself. He's already... Giving like he's ten, he's probably I'm probably even cutting him short. He's worth more than he's probably worth more than ten. But I'm gonna be modest. I'm gonna be I'm gonna, I'm not gonna jump off the cliff here with this analogy with that with that take ten. Hey, but let me you know. I find it to be great, man. If you if you live in L.A. and you love sports, L.A. is producing, bro. Have you seen the Rams? L.A.'s back. The Chargers ain't looking half bad. Well, I don't care about the Chargers. Have you seen the Rams? The Rams look good. The Rams look like the team to beat. The Rams look like uh, they will be um, pushing for that Super Bowl. 
We may have a, a, a can, parade bro, here. Can you believe it, bro? If the Rams were to win a fucking champ, I mean, look, I, I'm, I'm talking way too soon because the four win win streak is is one thing, right? Because I mean, we got to remember there was a team that won how many in a row? It was, uh, and then they lost the Super Bowl. Oh, the Patriots! They won every game. They won sixteen. <laughs> I know, bro. All so it, is, it's possible to be the most dominant team in the industry, but to Scottie be distracted in the end. What does Scotty Pippen say? It don't mean a thing if you ain't got that ring. <sighs> Shit. Damn. The Warriors, they lost nine games when, out of 82. They went 73-9. and nine, And LeBron came and dismantled them. What does Scotty Pippen say? It don't mean a thing if you ain't got that ring. Wow. Hey. You know what? 73 and 9, and they lied. Listen, <laughs> I'm going to call it. That's. Hey, any more? It don't mean a thing if you ain't got the ring. If you ain't got that right. I think that's a good a good area to close out on. A couple things I want to just mention. Shout out. Shit. Hey, real quick, real quick, real quick, real quick. What's up? My man Courtney Bates on his Instagram, he posted a show he got tomorrow. You uh you wanna pull up? It's tomorrow he posted it's in North Hollywood from like seven to ten. Yeah, so I'm gonna need you guys to. Uh, to I appreciate the plug there. We definitely do need you guys to, you know, to look into it. Well, uh, damn. So when this episode comes out, the show would have already happened. But oh, shit, that's true. Shit, it's gonna be on the Instagram. Um, everybody, go to his page, uh, Outcast Bates. What is it? Uh, whatever his page is, show, show my man some love. We'll post them on our page. Just go show him some love. It's, it's under Courtney Bates. Courtney Bates. Courtney C -O -U -R -T -N -E -Y -B -A -T -E -S C-O-U-R-T-N-E-Y-B-A-T-E-S on Instagram. Definitely oh, no. Courtney D. Bates. Hold Courtney D. Bates. I'm sorry. So C-O-U-R-T-N-E-Y-D-B-A-T-E-S. So go to his page on Instagram. Show him some love. Slide in his DMs. Ladies, he is available. I think. I think. I don't, want, I don't want to burn him like that. Don't need to do that. But just but, show him some love, man. Just pull up. If, well, it's already going to happen, but we'll post it on the page. Um, yeah, but we should pull. We should definitely pull through on that one, though. Let's pull up. A little surprise visit. A little 15-minute pod right there on the spot. Yeah, after after work. That's just let's do it. Let me see. Where, where, where's it at? Where's it at? The what? There, there it is. Let me see. <laughs> yeah, so so we'll, we'll just show up. You know, we'll, we'll show up to the stage, you know, with him right there and just... <laughs> Absolutely. So yeah, let's pull up on him. Um, anything else to plug? Anything else? Anything else? Um, hey, I'm, I'm, I'm pulling. Up, you know, I'm pulling up for McGregor Khabib this weekend. Oh, you, bro. I'm pulling up. I'm not like. I'm not, I'm not. I'm not missing that. Let's uh, let's do that. Let me know what was what. I come through with the um with the Coronas or the Modelo, whatever y'all want. <laughs> Fucking chicken to throw on the grill, whatever y'all need. Oh, bro. Um, we'll talk about that off air. Um, what else we get? What else we got? Um, anything else from you? Nah, man. I think that's about it, man. We we appreciate you guys. Much love to you, everybody. You know, but straightforward. You know, just tune in, man. Appreciate us. Let us know what's up. And uh, I think that's all I got right now, man. I can't wait till next. But I'm I, I'm gonna come ready to be talking some mad shit because there's some shit going down after this weekend. Absolutely. Whoa. Gonna go ham. We out of here. Over and out, baby. Peace.